Well, someone once said, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Hey, I've got three things you can do right now to move forward even during this crisis. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, I realize this is a challenging time, but you know, there's a whole lot of people figuring things out, which always is true in a crisis. So I got some questions here. We'll be dealing with these. Got some good news things and some real tips for you to take away today. Some things you can do to move forward during this challenging time. Someone says, Dan, I want to set some family goals with my wife about where we want to go, but I feel like I can't have that conversation until this coronavirus is over. How do I handle this? Someone asked, I've had people tell me I should write a blog and I miss writing, but I dropped it when an unexpected teaching opportunity came up. And then somebody asked, what more can I do to get this job? Well, let's look at some of these things. Our quotation for today comes from Albert Einstein, who said, creativity is intelligence having fun. I love that. Creativity is intelligence having fun. Well, I do have three things you can do right now. We're going to frame those if you are an eagle. Now, you know, we've got an eagles community where a lot of people are moving forward right during this challenging time, but we're just going to frame this, what to do if you are an eagle. So stick with me here. A resource for today is our reading list. Go to 48days.com slash reading. I'll tell you what books I recommend. This is a great time with most of you having a little extra time that you didn't expect, be reading at least. So you know that I have five books that I recommend routinely that you read. Now's a good time to read those. Now I've read those. I'm reading some again. I'm reading some new books. Got a new book, uh, The Road Less Stupid, that I want to tell you about. But uh, I've got all those those five common ones that I hope you have read. Now's a good time just to circle back around. So they're not going to address the coronavirus because they were written years ago, but they address what to do to keep moving forward regardless. And that's really what I want to focus on today. What to do to keep moving forward regardless. Now those five books incidentally are How to Win Friends and Influence People, See You at the Top, by Zig Ziglar, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, The Magic of Thinking Big, David Schwartz, and Acres of Diamonds by Russell Conwell. Now, a couple of good news things here, and there's a lot of that happening. I mean, this is a time where, yes, it's challenging, but we're hearing a whole lot of good things that people are doing during this period of time. Tyler Perry just picked up the tab for groceries purchased during senior shopping hour at 73 supermarkets in the Atlanta area. Now he's known for doing that. I mean, he's done a lot of things. Golly, back at Christmas time, he paid off $430,000 worth of layaway items at Walmart. People would put things on layaway for Christmas and he just paid them off. But he just did this, you know, called the Atlanta Angel but picked up the tab at 73 supermarkets 
for people who are shopping during the senior shopping hour. Oh, we've not taken advantage of that. I'm not sure what that really consists of, but uh, I know it's common around here as well, senior shopping hour. But uh, I'm not sure what why, why that's different, but I guess it just gives people a chance to move around leisurely and not have a, the bigger crowds. Well, right here locally, just yesterday, Dave Ramsey's crew, about 25 of them, were manning gas station, a couple gas stations up in the Nashville area, and they filled gas tanks for 168 healthcare workers. Now, I think it was just on the honor system. If you're a healthcare worker, pull in, we'll fill your gas tank. But just a cool kind of thing to do. You know, one of the things that really does kind of drive a sense of being in this together is being generous. We've got some friends who are, they order out a lot during this time. They're used to eating out a lot, as Joanna and I are, but they order out. So they order takeout a lot. And their rule of thumb right now is to tip the same amount as the food is. So if the food is $30, they tip $30. Now that's just a neat practice. We're seeing a lot of people who are coming up with creative ways to be generous during this challenging time. Now, a couple other things that are just good news here that I want to integrate as well. Now, we're going to go right into some questions and some practical things you can use for this time. These new solar pavement driveways made of plastic bottles can power the average household. Now, I want to tell you about this, and I'll tell you why I inserted it even in the theme that we've got for today's podcast. So, these are solar panels. Now, I've got a really cool picture here, and you can check it out. Solar panels that are like a patio. You put it in your driveway, and one that's about 200 square feet. So that's only, you know, like 10 by 20. I mean, that's 200 square feet. That's not a big area. Will create enough power to certainly keep your car charged if you have an electric car or to power the average household. So that's, I love that. And this is taking the recycled plastic bottles. So bottles that would have gone to the trash dump, they recycle those, make this composition where it's harder than concrete. You can drive your car on it and you can choose different colors. You can get it in brown, red, blue, green. And this is something that is being developed right now. It's a real product. You can become a distributor for it or get it for your own driveway if you want to. Now, here's my point. These are exactly the kind of ideas that come out of times like this. I mean, big leaps forward always come out of challenging times. If we look back at Andrew Carnegie, uh, J.D. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Henry Ford, I mean, those guys developed their great ideas in times of crisis. And what they came up with was a solution that benefited thousands of people, and of course, benefited themselves financially as well. But those are the kind of things that come out of this. If we look even more recently at how these big leaps forward always come out of challenging times, I mean, after the economic crash of just 2008, which was not that long ago, obviously, you know, what followed right after that was a period of just economic explosion. We saw the birth of revolutionary business models like Airbnb, Uber, Groupon, WhatsApp, Venmo, Slack, Square, those all came out of that economic downturn. We're going to see the same thing after this. I mean, look at how education is being rocked. We're going to see educational models that, have, that will change forever, that will never go back to the way they were. We're going to see other things. People are discovering you know, remote work. 
How, how many workers do you think there are who are going to say, when, uh, when this is over and it's okay to go back to work again, they're going to say, oh, uh, 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 not me, baby. I'm used to working at home. I'm doing more productive work here than I was able to do at the office. Let me stay home. I mean, this can change. This can change office complex. It's going to change things forever. Well, good stuff will come out and as and are being developed as we speak right now. Well, another thing that's happening: there's a six month suspension on U.S. federal student loan payments right now. Again, that's one of those uh, catch twenty two things. It's not lowering the payment or eliminating. It's just procrastinating, just delaying it. So my Thought would be if you can make the payments, go ahead and do it anyway because you want to get that debt, you know, out of your out of your room. Believe me, same thing is happening with mortgages. There are companies that are saying, okay, if you can't make your mortgage payment for two or three months, you know, we understand. Well, it's very unclear what's going to happen at the end of that period of time. If you don't pay your mortgage, let's say your mortgage is two thousand dollars and you don't pay that for four months. Well, then what happens if the bank says, okay, now things are moving again. Now we want you to pay $8,000 to catch up. I mean, it's going to change the amortization chart dramatically if they just push that to the back end. They aren't likely to do that. There's got to be some period of catching up. Utilities, the same thing. So certainly if you're able, keep things moving even during this time. Well, Dina says this. I've had people tell me I should write a blog and I miss writing. I even began building a WordPress site and a separate website, but I dropped it when an unexpected teaching opportunity came up. There's a lot going on for me right now. And I just moved to teaching online, but I'm looking ahead. I think I need to do some more exploring. Thanks for your feedback. Well, Dana, this, this is a great example that we get distracted just because something comes up. The real point here is to keep your long-term priorities in mind and in place and moving toward those. If we are distracted just by circumstances and situations, we're always going to be vulnerable. It goes back to the old Stephen Covey thing, you know, begin with the end in mind. Be so clear on what are your priorities are, and then circumstances don't distract you from that. So even during this time, if you want to be a writer, my goodness, keep moving toward that. Even though your daily situation may have changed, don't just feel like you put your life on hold. I mean, that's what I've been doing a lot of encouraging people in these last few weeks. Don't put your life on hold. This is a great time to be clarifying, to be moving forward. Here's another question that has to do with that. Comes from Kenny who says, I want to set some family goals with my wife about where we want our lives to go. But I feel like I can't have that conversation until this coronavirus quarantine is over. How do I handle this? I've been a computer programmer for 20 years. I'm a member of the 40 Days Eagles community. My wife and I tried to build a business based on MLM setup, and it did not go well. We spent a lot of money and time, came out of it having read some great books, met some great people, but we learned that MLMs were not for us. Every so often I get this feeling that I'm not where God wants me to be. I've tried talking to my wife about it. Being a computer programmer with 20 years experience, she's afraid that if I walk away from my current job, my income is going to drop like crazy and cause a lot of problems for our family. And of course, in the midst of this quarantine, we're both trying to work our jobs in homeschool. She about had a nervous breakdown when I asked if she was planning on doing anything special with the kids for spring break. 
What I'd like to do is sit and talk with her and decide what direction we want to take our lives once the stress of this quarantine is over, but I'm afraid she'll explode if I ask her anything like that. I've got your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, No More Dreaded Mondays, as well as I follow Dave Ramsey's plan. I feel like I'm in a holding pattern, don't know when it'll be over. Should I just write ideas down I have and then bring them up once the stress has died down? Thanks for your encouragement, Kenny. Well, Kenny, I don't have a simple solution for how to get your wife on board, but now is the perfect time to be establishing, clarifying, outlining what your goals are. Now is the time. Don't wait. I mean, this it just never works out well to set our goals aside and wait for things to get better. There's always going to be crises that are occurring. I mean, we just had, just a few days ago again, had another tornado come through Tennessee here where I am. Did massive damage in Chattanooga. It killed a lot of people in Mississippi and in Georgia. I mean, that's on top of the quarantine that people are experiencing. There's always going to be challenges. Don't put your life on hold, even if the circumstances are not what you want them to be. And right now, I've been encouraging people, like in my mastermind, we're going deep in planning long-term kind of things. We have access to a program called Ever Plans. You can check it out, Ever Plans, but it walks you through where your passwords are, you know, where you keep your safety deposit box. Know where you have important documents. Do you have a will? Do you have a living will? I mean, it walks you through a very comprehensive plan. I've just worked through that. It took me several hours to do that, but I just worked through that along with Joanne, where it makes it very, very clear where all those details are should something happen to us to make it easy for our kids. Now, I didn't do that just because of the crisis that we're in, but I did it in spite of it. I thought, well, this is a really good time to get that kind of clarity. We know unexpected things can happen. Any of us can be taken out by the virus or by a truck accident this afternoon. I mean, we need to be prepared. Uh, now, this is not thinking negative. That's certainly not where I spend my time, but it's doing the planning to know where you want to go. So, Ken, Kenny, I would encourage you, this is a great time. Make it a fun kind of process. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to propose that you're going to just quit what you're doing. If you have a job as a computer programmer, I mean, fantastic. Don't burn any bridges, but start to look just gently with your wife. Where do we want our family to be three years from now? What would an ideal day be like? And this may be a time where you can look at how to refine, redefine the work that you're doing. Use the skills that you've got apply them in a new way. Now, here's one of the things too. People always expect that if they have a traditional job, that if they changed anything, that their income would go down. I mean, that's really common kind of knee-jerk reaction. I would deal with people all the time who've lost their job and their immediate response is, wow, okay, so we're not going to go on vacation this year. We're going to take the kids out of private school. We're going to turn back in the lease car that we've got. You know, they, they start thinking less and less and less immediately. And yet when I talk to them 18 months later, a lot of them say, you know what? That's the best thing that ever happened to me because it opened my eyes to an opportunity that's taken me way beyond where I was before. So don't assume that change means less. I like to assume that change means more. Change opens the door for bigger, better opportunities. But go through that. Work through what you want to accomplish as a family. 
not just financially and career, but other areas as well. What do you want to do in terms of vacations? What do you want to do to stay healthy physically? What do you guys want to do to be really spiritually vital? I mean, just identify those things. You might work slowly. You might work through the areas that I've got outlined in 48 Days to the Work. You'll have seven areas and you might save career and finances till last. So get your wife on board, identifying what are your goals as a family in those other areas and then save those where she may feel a little more threatened until the very last. But if you've got that feeling, Kenny, that you're not where God wants you to be, that that what we call that divine discontent, golly, uh, you, you got to respond to that. It's not going to go away. Don't try to bury it. Don't try to push it down. Rather move into it, lean into it. Rather than trying to push away, lean into it to clarify what would that look like. Again, it doesn't mean that you need to negate your responsibility as a providing husband and daddy, not at all. But it may, you may find opportunities to do that in a much bigger way where you have more time and income freedom than you've ever experienced before. You know, one of the things that keeps coming up during this time are, you know, what, what can I do? The explosion of things that you can do online is just astounding. I mean, it really is. Now, we've put together a list of opportunities. We've shared this in the Eagles community. If you're already in the 48daysEagles.com community, you've seen this, these list of op- online opportunities. Now, go ahead and put some of these in the, in the show notes. I don't have a, a ready link for you to go to, but if you go to the show notes for today's podcast, we'll list them there. So there are things like, and some of these came from our good friends, Jared Easley, uh, Dan Franks over at Podcast Movement. They've been aggressively putting resources together. We combine that with some of our own, but we got an amazing list of things you can do with the hyperlinks there where you can click right on it and go to that. We've got obviously things like working for Amazon. I mean, they've made it very clear there. They want to hire 150,000 people so you can get a position with them. A lot of those positions are things you could do, even do at home. Some of them are delivery. Those be, seem to be the most common because they have had such an explosion of people purchasing online and now people want having opportunities to make the deliveries for those. So there's that. Incidentally, I've also been talking to a lot of people in our community who are doing things on Amazon. Um, talked to Jeremy James recently, and uh, he said that his business which he's doing as a side business, FBA fulfilled by Amazon, but he has a lot of consumable products. And he said he's now sending out 70 to 80 shipments a day in that. I mean, this is like the the biggest time of the year on steroids is how he described it. I know other people, I've talked to a couple other people who do online selling and have a, a dear friend who sells online consumable products. And he's had two in the last week, he's had $2 million days selling things through Amazon. Now you may not have, you don't need to have that kind of quantity to do really well, but certainly there are people who are understanding, who are figuring that out and doing that. So you can either be employed by Amazon or be a seller where you discover a source for some consumable products and do really well with that right now. Walmart is hiring as well. Kroger, there's lots of those now. So I'm mixing some real um, tangible, you know, physical kind of positions as well as the online things. You can do tutoring. And again, I, we've got a link for that. Tutoring, you can provide private classes at home uh, just by using video chat. 
If you have knowledge on a particular topic, it could be you know, algebra or how to prepare for the SAT test or know a particular a language, you can set your schedule, become a part-time tutor online. Um, it's really, really common to be doing that. If you go to VIP Kid, there are, you can teach English to kids and you can get like 25 bucks an hour doing that. Schooly is another one where you can do math tutoring, freelancing. You can do graphic design, marketing. We have some questions this morning in the Eagles community about getting a logo done. Wow, if you do that, if you design a logo, if you can do that, there's tons of companies out there and small business entrepreneurs who want to have a logo done. You can do that. You can put yourself, align yourself with guru.com as somebody who provides services and then they get the jobs and you can bid on those jobs if you want them. You can go to people per hour, go to freelancer, go to testing websites. These are all links that we've got. You can uh, test testing websites. I mean, they pay up to $60 an hour for things you can just do at home. You can do what users do. I mean, that is a site. I'll give you a couple other here. And again, it's kind of hard to do these in an audio format. We'll have all these listed in the show notes. Enroll app. Um, transcribing audios. I mean, that that's something that people don't know. There's automated systems to do that. But believe me, we've got access to some of the automated systems and they just aren't that great yet. I won't mention any names. They keep getting better, but we still use people to do a lot of transcriptions. And there are people who are getting you know $1,000 a month because they're doing transcriptions. One of the things in there too is that you could you can narrate books now, there's a lot of things that people are doing with their voice. And of course, we've got um, in our 40 Days community, people like Carrie and Derek Olson. I mean, Carrie does voiceovers and she teaches other people how to take advantage of that opportunity. I mean, she's in the, golly, she, I mean, she's, she's making, she's doing really, really well in doing that, working from home. Her motivation was to be a stay-at-home mom, but still create income. Well, she's creating so much income, Derek has quit her job just to help her. And now they're teaching other people how to do voiceover work. I just did the narration for the new 20th anniversary edition of 40 Days to the Work You Love. So I read the book, you know, word for word all the way through. Well, most authors don't do that. So there are a lot of publishing companies that look for people just with a good voice that will read their books. And you can go to ACX, that's an audio system, and they they can connect you with people that want to have their books narrated. So if you have a, a good sounding voice, I mean, it's not unusual to make 30 to $60 an hour just doing narration. A lot of ways you can connect to do that. Well, you can um, sell, you, sell your crafts. I mean, this is one of those online opportunities I mentioned last week just briefly, but um, Ashley, my daughter's oldest daughter, Clara, just put her artwork up on Redbubble. So Redbubble is one of those where if you're an artist, you can put your art up there and people can get it done on a t-shirt, on mugs, mouse pads, more. Uh, Joanne, my wife, purchased some of Clara's artwork on a couple tote bags. Well, Clara, you know, made 20 bucks or something. Just boom, the first 
few hours she had it up there because of that purchase, but there's others, and now she's adding more artwork up there. Karen Putz, real active in our 48 Days community, she's putting her art up on Art of Wear, and she's selling it by having people choose it for scarves, hats, other clothing items. Again, we'll make a link to that. Remote job websites. There's a lot of that where there are remote. Now, be careful. Don't be paranoid. Don't be suspicious, but be careful because unfortunately in a time like this, there's a whole lot of people that are also taking advantage of people who want new opportunities, who are desperate to make money. So be careful about websites for a job posting that says, Hey, yeah, all we need, you know, is $300 to process the paperwork. And we got you this position that'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, if you have to pay that $300 in advance, it's probably not a good idea to pursue that. That's not the way real job opportunities work. So be careful, but be confident. There really are a whole lot of opportunities online right now with creative things you can do to be generating income. We'll put a whole lot of those up there that you can check out in our notes. And again, this is the kind of thing that's not going to change. It's not going to go away. This is not going to be just a temporary Band-Aid. These are real opportunities that people are going to discover and they're going to think, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this five years ago? Instead of having a two-hour commute and discover that I can do this? Are you serious? Well, I love the fact that it unwraps those kind of things. Again, I started off at the beginning of the the show today with a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Well, that's actually a chapter title in a book called titled The Road Less Stupid. Now, this is not a new book, but that title popped out at me recently as I was scanning the book looking for something. And he describes, the author describes the real estate crash of 1989 and then the 50 lessons he learned. Now, the interesting thing is, we could change the date to, to April 2020 and mark the circumstances, not the real estate crash, but the coronavirus, and it would be exactly appropriate all the way through. I mean, things like, um, well, he, he says one of the things that he learned is the greater the past success, the greater the likelihood of the Superman fantasy. A lack of cash or a cash flow is kryptonite and it kills all superheroes. Always be skeptical, excuse me, and always keep some powder dry. Well, what what that means is have some cash reserves. Well, we're seeing a whole lot of people who are Dave Ramsey followers who are saying, wow, Dave's advice to have three to six months cash as an emergency fund is saving us. We're okay. Um, I interviewed recently Gina Wickman in his new book, Entrepreneurial Leap, and he, he says in there you ought to have a 10-year business plan and have six months of cash reserves for any business. Well, I know it's easy to say that now, but a lot of us are going to learn that lesson right now. This is a time to learn that lesson so that we aren't in a disastrous position when the next downturn comes, which it will. I mean, it'll happen. I mean, there are people predicting we're going to have these kind of physical crises every 20 years or so. But even if it's not a physical crisis, I mean, if you look back the last 20 years, there have been a whole lot of things that have been crises. I mean, terrorism and economic downturns, real estate cycles, hurricanes, tornadoes. I mean, 
pandemics like this? I mean, there's an ongoing repetitive pattern of those. This is not a one-time event. Now, if you're 20 years old, you may think this is the worst thing that ever happened, and it certainly is a biggie. But there have been other things like this that have happened throughout history. Just do a little bit of research, and you'll see that these kind of things come. It's just a matter of time before it's going to show up. All right, I'm gonna. I want to. I'm gonna get to one more question here, and then I'm gonna just give us kind of a summary for today. These are times where a lot of people are, not, you know, not spending as much time. I'm not gonna stretch to make this 48 minutes during this period of time. If I can get just rich content to help you move through this, we want to keep it at that. So this last question comes from Nathan, who says, "What more can I do to get this job?" Now this is pretty good because it's it's a real traditional job. He says, "Dan, I'm in the interview process for a new job I really want. Here's what I did. I applied. I asked a friend of the company to do a referral. She did directly to the hiring manager. I cold called the hiring manager and actually had a pleasant seven minute chat. Hiring manager promised to set up a formal video interview. I emailed my follow up with my resume, summary of interest, a couple links to my thought leadership relevant to the role. I asked a former colleague currently working at the company to send a recommendation to the hiring manager based on my past work, and he did. So here's what happened. I had a pleasant phone screen with the recruiter. Hiring manager had to miss the interview at the last minute, but one of her subordinates took her place and the interview went really well. So here's where it stands. Instead of rescheduling the interview with hiring manager, they will go through all initial interviews and then decide what's next. And then call back their favorite candidates. I think I'm the perfect candidate for this, Nathan says. They're looking for eight years plus experience. I have 10. I'm also in the same industry. Uh, And he goes on with all these things. I can't think of anything else I can do to put my best foot forward without being a nuisance other to wait and see if I get called back. Perhaps I should send the hiring manager another note to let her know. I hope we get a chance to reconnect. I would email a copy of my book, but everyone is working from home. So she wouldn't receive it. I know there are more than 200 candidates who have applied. Do you have any suggestions? Okay. Nathan, you have done an amazing job. You have done the kind of things that you've done in here are going to be things that only one or 2% of these candidates are going to do. The repetition, the contacting friends who are at the company to put in a good word for you, do a referral recommendation. I mean, the kind of things that you've done in terms of follow-up, again, put you in a very, very small category. Those are without question going to work to your favor. What can you do? Yeah, anything you can do. Here's where you are. You've invested your time and energy and and to get the interview. So you put in your time. So you now have earned the right. That's the term. You've earned the right to know what the follow-up is. So you don't have to just sit back passively wait. You can continue to contact them and just express your interest. If there's another article that you've got, Kelly, the manuscript for your book, and I know that I did an endorsement for your book. It's a great overview that shows your knowledge in that area. Just send them a PDF so you don't have to worry about physical delivery. Just send them a PDF of your book. Here's a recent book. Boom. Thought that you might enjoy it. You know, it, it relates to my expertise in the area that we're talking about. So those are things you can do that really are going to set you apart. Not everybody who applied, those 200 people, probably not a single one of them wrote a book recently or you have endorsements from recognized names. So go ahead and do that. However, there's a however here. 
However, there's a whole lot of things that you can't control. For one thing, companies right now, a lot of them have really put the brakes on any new hiring. So they may have already decided we aren't going to do anything for 30 days. So there may be an unnecessary, I mean, an unwelcome delay here that you can't understand. It just is part of things have changed right now. A whole lot of things have slowed down, have mired down, and a whole lot of companies have just absolutely put the brakes on any new hiring. So there's that. The fact that you are in against 200 other candidates. I mean, this is the kind of thing where there may be somebody who's on the hiring committee here who one of those 200 candidates is that person's nephew. Even though that person is not as qualified, they may have an inside edge that you don't have. They're just things that we can't control. So how do you compensate for that? Well, my compensation for that, if I were you, I would find 19 other companies and apply with them. There is no way that I would focus on one company and have that have all my eggs be in that one basket. Not with times the way they are and not with the kind of things that we can't control out there. I would never do that. I've known way too many people over the years who were in fact the very best candidate. Everybody knew it. And yet they didn't get hired because of other variables we just can't control. So to save yourself devastation, and investing all your time into it, I'd say, wow, even if it's four or five other companies, I mean, you're a candidate for other companies, not just this one. I mean, even here, you said that you'd have to move to get it. There are companies within a five mile radius of where you live that are candidates for your services as well. So I would not restrict your, your job search to just this one company. That would be my advice. Do what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job with that, but don't make that the only dog in the hunt. All right, I want to wrap up with three things you can do right now as an eagle. I mean, things are unpredictable out there. Things that we're in a situation none of us predicted, none of us wanted for sure. So we can't control that. But what can you do? Do you just wait Do you just hunker down and just wait until things get better? No, no, no. That is not the thing to do. I mean, no matter what it is, unexpected and unwelcome as it is, this is a time to be moving forward. And I want to give you three ways that you can do that. Number one, this is a time to reevaluate and maybe reinvent your business or career. Really look at what it is you're doing. Look at the why behind what it is that you're doing especially those of you who have your own business already. I mean, look at the why. Why are you doing that? Is there another how that would accomplish the purpose just as well, or perhaps even better? If you are a speaker and all of a sudden your events for the rest of this year have been canceled, I mean, you're dead in the water. Well, are you? No, you have a message to share. How could you share that message with people in other ways? You could do Zoom calls, seminars, workshops. You could write an ebook. You could create a course. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with your core message. Don't think that the only way you have to deliver that is be on stage in front of people in a live audience. If that's your only option, you are vulnerable. So reinvent your business or career, no matter what it is you're doing. If you're working for General Motors, how could you do that? How could you do that work in a more creative way? How could you take your skills and apply them to four or five other companies where you may have even bigger opportunities. So that's number one, 
reinvent, redesign, take a fresh look at your business or career. And, and if you've got something that's not working well, now's a good time to stop it. Just kill it when it's not working well. We're doing that. Everything in 48 days is on the bubble right now. We're going to, is this something we want to continue? So our goal is not to get back to normal. Our goal is to move forward and come out the other side with brand new, creative, innovative things that we've never done before. So number one, reinvent your business and career. Number two, this is a great time to create new habits or traditions. I mean, this time of being together as a family is a challenge for a lot of people. Create new habits. I, I heard from you know a daddy who's reading a book to his little girl every night. Well, that's something he hadn't been doing before, but now he is. So there's some really sweet family time that has been created during this. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. This is not a time to skimp. Now, for one thing, that's going to increase your vulnerability to any kind of virus that's going around out there. So don't do, don't compromise your health. I mean, stress, negativity, pessimism. I mean, those things increase your susceptibility to anything out there that's going around. So certainly don't do that. Control your stress, get enough sleep. Those are the two primary things to keep yourself healthy. Enough sleep, control your stress. And then exercise, you know, meditate, watch your diet, experiment with things. I mean, Joanna's having, uh, I think she's getting a little tired of it, but she's doing an amazing amount of creativity in the kitchen. Just kind of open new things, experimenting with new recipes that she hadn't had time to work on before. Well, now that we're eating at home a lot more, She's experimenting with things. So do that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the theme of this podcast was if you win the morning, you win the day. So focus on that. Make sure that you control the beginning of the day, even if the day is different, even if instead of going to an office, you're staying at home. Do things to intentionally set the tone in that first 90 minutes of the day. And with that, I had talked about if you win the morning, you win the day, have three things involved, movement, meditation, and mastery. And that kind of relates to the third thing I've got here, learn new things. I mean, this is a great time to be learning new things. You can dive into an online course. And I mentioned last week that I'm doing the Yale University course that's so popular right now, the Science of Wellbeing. It's a free course. You can jump in, take it. I did the version where I paid $45 or $49 to get a certificate. So it motivate me to keep moving through it. But this is a great time to go through something like that. I just signed up for um, online piano lessons. I've had a keyboard. I committed that this was going to be the year and I hadn't done anything. Well, now during this time, I went ahead and signed up for a free beginning course on that. I'll see how that goes. I think I'm still ultimately going to need somebody to be in a room with me, but we'll see how this goes. And this is a time where you can read those books that I recommended. Again, those five books that I recommend or something that you come up with. I mean, I'm, I'm doing more reading during this time, more variety in the kind of things that I'm reading. Um, Joy and I are watching docu-series now, uh, docu-dramas. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a fan of just movies. Uh, there's not many that uh, I really enjoy or that keep my attention, but we just walked, watched the docudrama, The Man Who Built America. That's why I've got a refreshed sense of those people like Vanderbilt and Carnegie and Rockefeller and Morgan and Henry Ford, what they did in the period of challenges that they were in. So do those three things. Golly, I'm going to kind of wrap up with that. Do those three things to really keep you moving forward during this time. 
Again, number one, reinvent your business or career, create new habits, and be learning new things. Wow, if you do that, you can come out the other side with clarified goals, creative things. I want to be hearing from some of you about the creative things that you're coming up with. I mean, I know it'll happen. When we look back and we see those things like Uber and Airbnb and the things I mentioned that came out of one of the recent downturns economically, I know that some of you are going to come up with new things. It may be solar panels made out of old plastic bottles. I mean, those are the kind of things that I'm, I I have this positive anticipation that we're going to be hearing that come out of this. And I wanted to be some of you right here in this listening community. So I'd love to hear those. Again, if you got questions or those success stories, you can shoot those into me at askdan at 48days.com. Again, that email simply is askdan at 48days.com. So thanks for your creativity, for your optimism. We can get through this together. And I love hearing your stories about the things you're doing to move you forward. Shoot those into me. But thanks for being part of this community where we together know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.